This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Happy Victoria Day. Happy Victoria Day to you, too, and thanks for coming in on, yeah. a, on a holiday. Well, the legislature's open, yeah. much to my surprise. Uh, first time in three years, I believe, it's open on, a, on Victoria Day, which is another sign we're getting back to remote. Now, you have to be on a, a escorted tour, but yeah. I just was just upstairs, and there's a fair number of people lining up to get in the lunch. And there's a, see. there's a Victoria Day parade. Huge Victoria. Victoria Day parade in Victoria. Yeah. So it's about 50 high school bands from the United States. They wow. all travel up here. Yeah. And it's basically this endless procession of some of them are pretty good, some of them a little off key. You know, <laughs> if you want to hear 50 renditions of Louie Louie, Louis Louie, or uh, when the Saints come marching in, yeah. go to Douglas Street in Victoria right now because yeah. you'll fill your boots with that stuff. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. There's fun. one local high school band, usually it's Reynolds High, okay. which used to supply the uh, the ushers here at the legislature, oh. the grade eights and nines. Oh, really? One of them was supposed to be John Horgan. Back in the 70s, wow. he went to Reynolds High. Yeah. He was in the Usher program, and he's got conflicting stories why, he's, why he didn't make it. Either. Perhaps it was, as his, uh, he admits to being a poorly disciplined student. Yeah, but he wasn't in the school band, I assume. No. No, he no. was in the pool hall. I, I think he has <laughs> openly acknowledged. Yeah, no, but Reynolds High is there, so along with another several dozen high school bands. Okay, okay. Well, happy happy Victoria Day to everybody. Okay, let's talk on a little bit more serious topic here. Now, we, we've already talked a little bit about this this morning. So the whole issues around drug use, we've had record number of overdose deaths again last month. We've got decriminalization of drug possession. We've got the safe supply issue. A lot of this seems to be kind of backfiring a bit on government right now, right? And you wrote about this in your latest column uh, about decriminalization of drug possession in B.C. and whether the government is starting to maybe get a bit nervous about this and maybe thinking oh, about backing off. On I think they, I'm not sure about backing off yet, but they certainly there's some unintended consequences, which I think the opposition warned about. And one of them, and we saw it play out in the legislature, we're seeing some movement on it, is now a number of towns across BC, municipal councils, passing bylaws or complaints about open drug use yeah. uh, in public uh, places such as uh, city parks, municipal parks, and school grounds yeah. uh, because people now cannot be arrested for possession. But now the question is this open consumption of drugs in places where you've got, uh, you've got kids. Um, David Eby, the premier, now suggesting that, well, he's he's certainly sympathetic to them, and he says something's going to be done. We don't know what it is, but they've moved on that, or they're about to move on that. And that wasn't foreseen a few months ago. And I detect a bit of nervousness among some members of the the government caucus about this issue perhaps getting a little out of control. Yeah. The unintended consequences. I just uh, yesterday doing some reading, Oregon, the state of Oregon, is the only state that has decriminalization on the books it's running. It's run into predictably a number of problems. It's now thought to be a, a significant election issue at the local level, yep. not about president, but about governors and state assemblies. Uh, come come the next election. Also in Washington State, because of a complex series of events, they will default to a decriminalization policy on July first, 
And already you've got people running to replace Governor Jay Inslee or framing this as one of their issues. So you got that now popping up at the at the electoral level in our neighbors. And I just wonder, the pilot project that we've got with decolonization here is going to run through the next election cycle here in B.C. And I have to wonder... Because what, it's a three-year-long three year pilot, pilot project. It yeah. began January 31st. Yeah. So, uh, again, I think you see the government shifting a bit on its position on decriminalization. I just wonder whether it's going to shift even more. Well, let's listen to some of the politics on this now, because the opposition, B.C. United Party, jumping all over this. Let's listen to B.C. United MLA Shirley Bond on this point. Let's listen. Will he get up and put in place a ban on drugs like heroin, meth, and fentanyl from public spaces that include children's playgrounds, beaches and parks will he do it today yeah and as you as you pointed out a lot of municipal mayors are speaking up in this point i had the mayor of Kelowna on the show last week they're calling for a ban on public drug use in parks and playgrounds which seems kind of like a no-brainer eb continues to hint well don't worry we're going to do something but so far we haven't seen any action on it. He just keeps sort of hinting. Uh, no at details it. of if we're talking about a cabinet regulation, if we're talking about a piece of legislation, which would have to wait until the fall because the house is no longer sitting. But also, I wonder if uh, it's also about enforcement. Uh, who enforces this at the at the local level? Does the municipal police force start patrolling parks and school grounds? Uh, they're already going to say they're strapped for resources and manpower. So it's a, it's an interesting problem that's emerging at the worst possible time because we're heading into summer, yeah. longer daylight hours, warmer weather, people are outdoors more. Political backlash to this, I think, is is brewing, like you said. And when we take a look at the story, it just broke here in the last 24 hours here about this safe snorting kit mm-hmm. that was left behind at a high school in Vancouver Island. I mean, this is scary. This is almost unbelievable. But there was a harm reduction, a group, a harm reduction group was brought into the school to do a presentation for kids, high school kids, and left behind a safe snorting kit, which included like, I was was taking a look at this online. It's got a couple of chopping cards in there to chop up your cocaine. And it's got a couple of straws there in a in a in a tube to keep them clean it's got an instruction booklet in there don't don't share your snorting equipment with other people stay safe kids okay when you're snorting your drugs now the school district this is the Cowichan Valley School District has announced an investigation on this they say this should not have happened but it's this kind of stuff when people see this when parents see this it's that sticks in your mind that really sticks that becomes a political problem for government Yep, and it's an, it's a developing problem. It's not going away. And again, framed against this is the monthly update on the opioid deaths. Yeah, which uh, you know, proponents of decriminalization are saying, well, you got to give it time to work. You know, health authorities are saying, don't move on open drug consumption for six months, which is a tough one to to sell to because parents. they want the the data. They want they the data. Say. Okay. Yeah, um, and then there's some validity to say, look, you have to wait a bit. That's why it's a three-year pilot project. It's not three months. It's three years. You're going to collect the evidence and the data, see how it's, what's working, what's not working. In the meantime, though, uh, the opioid deaths are not going down. In fact, they're up 4% in April from March. They're up 17% from the previous April. Yeah. So, again, these are um, basically fentanyl-laced, illicit fentanyl-laced deaths. This is not safe supply, at least, at least the point the coroner is adamant. These, the deaths are not from the safe supply problem. But then you mix in safe supply and the, the safe snorting uh, thing, which is just going to freak out parents. And, and I think 
uh, delegitimize some otherwise worthy efforts to to curb this uh, drug crisis. Okay, we continue to follow that one closely. We've talked a lot about how you had a long career on the uh, carnival circuit back I when. Call it a career. <laughs> well, I was a kid. <laughs> well, you did it for years, though. I you did were... it for like five years. Yeah, I mean... ten years at the PE. I think three, four, five years on the road. You were like a fixture down in the as midway. a teenager. Yeah, yeah. as a, you were the weight guesser. You ran a bunch of the games yeah, down gambling there. Gambling games. Gambling games. I mean, but I was also were... on the rodeo circuit. Yeah. Well, so let's, I, that's why I wanted to ask you about because I know you did this circuit of different <laughs> during your career, and uh, I know you did <laughs> a lot of career, career. rodeo. Do you ever do the Cloverdale rodeo? I worked the Cloverdale rodeo. I think for five fairs. Five rodeos. Yeah. Okay. So the Cloverdale. I was on the rodeo. midway. I wasn't in. Wasn't. Roping steers. No, no, no. You weren't. You were like down in the midway. Yeah. Fleecing the suckers down there. (laughs) So let's listen to Paul Fader here. Now, the Cloverdale Rodeo is back. And of course, the protest against the rodeo is back as well. So there was a protest by animal rights activists outside of the Cloverdale Rodeo. Let's listen to Paul Fader here at the protest. Rodeos are really a thing of the past. The reason that they buck in the first place, the bulls and the horses, is because they've done something where they've attached a device called the flank strap to the animal, which uh, creates pressure on the soft underbelly of the animal, causing them to feel uncomfortable and butt. Okay, so there continues to be opposition to rodeos. I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, you you worked at a lot of these rodeos. Yeah, so it's a real culture, and it's also a real rural-urban divide. Cloverdale is a bit of an anomaly in that it's in the middle of an urban center. Yeah. But I've been to many small towns across B.C. and the prairies, you know, Panoka, Morris, Manitoba, you know, um, Swan River, you know, these these little towns that come to life with the rodeo. And then rodeo is a big part of the local scene in these small rural towns. And it's one thing to, you know, I'm all in favor of animal rights, no question. And I do think some of this stuff probably gets a little out of hand. But it's a bit different situation when you go to a small town when the big fair, the big festival for the entire year is the local rodeo. Yeah. And Paul's correct that maybe it is the thing of the past, but try selling that to some of these small towns when it's not. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and, and the Cloverdale Rodeo continues to be very popular, too. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Shannon on the line in Langley. Hi, Shannon. Good morning, gentlemen. So, Shan, Shannon, you're the, you're the past president of the Cloverdale Rodeo, right? That's correct. I was on the board for 25 years, and I was ousted in 21, but that's a conversation for another day when, when everything is settled. 
and I'd love to have a conversation in probably three or four months. But today I want to talk about rodeo and animal welfare. Sure. So basically, um, Calgary Stampede years ago brought in a researcher, I believe her name was Temple Grandin, totally gave her unfettered access to rodeo, and she put out a big report about these rodeo animals are professional athletes, and they are not stressed. Uh, the flank cinch that that gentleman mentioned in his comments is a fleece-lined cinch, and what it does is it goes uh, in front of their hind legs and it tickles them. And basically, they were bred to buck, they were born to buck, and those horses, those bulls, are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Cloverdale Rodeo does not have roping events, as people still think they do. It is uh, saddle bronc, bareback, bull riding, and barrel racing. And um, there's a new rodeo that I uh, helped create in Langley. that came out last year called Valley West Stampede. And we run the same four events. And Cloverdale Rodeo will probably have 20,000 people show up over those five performances. And uh, they got 12 or 14 people against it. So, you know, you just hope that those 12 or 14 protesters respect the right of the 20,000 people that want to go to that rodeo. Do you, okay, Clay, I'm really, I'm really glad you called in. Would you say yeah. that, um, are any animals ever euthanized at the Cloverdale Rodeo because they've been injured? And uh, that was back in 2007 when Cloverdale chose to change their format to um, a rough, what's called a rough stock invitational. And that was 100% the fault of a cowboy that um, he broke the barrier, pardon my language, if he got pissed off, and he roped the calf and jerked it down, flipped it over backwards. Now, the association fined him $1,000. And in reality, the man should have been banned from rodeo for life. And, okay. You know, and, but those, that event, they don't have that event have anymore that. there now, you were saying. No, and we don't in Langley either. We, we, uh, the one difference between us and Cloverdale, Cloverdale is an independent, an imitational. Uh, we are sanctioned, like the Canadian Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association sanctions uh, what's called rough stock events like ours. So we, we are part of the association. We pay our fees, okay. and we are a fully sanctioned permit rodeo. Thanks very much for calling in. Yeah, I forgot that Cloverdale banned the, the roping um, activities, which is good. I always thought, uh, you know, as someone who almost grew up on a rodeo, I always had a problem with that roping the steers because those were young animals that were severely stressed uh, in these events, and that was the one euthanized case that uh, that uh, he referred to. The other, the other one problematic area with rodeos and it's the calgary stampede and those are the the chuck wagon the, races. i was just thinking about the chuck wagon races those that's, look crazy that's where you see some accidents yeah. and and some horses have to be euthanized and though that's a problematic i'm not sure what the status of that is with the calgary stampede yeah. having worked at calgary stampede as well as a kid um chuck wagon races are exciting but they're just inherently dangerous for my calgary opinion. stampede so you worked at the stampede there yeah. too wow that's yeah. got to be like the top of the rodeo pyramid isn't it? my my all-time celebrity customer yeah was terry bradshaw terry bradshaw pittsburgh, the great quarterback Pitt, the great quarterback nfl quarterback pittsburgh steelers came out to my gambling game and said how how's this all work <laughs> <laughs> i had to explain it to him so it was those were pre-casino days how much did you take him for Oh, I think he won a pot. He, won, like, <laughs> okay. he thought it was great. He didn't understand how much money it was because it was Canadian money. He was, oh. he was befuddled by that. Let's go to Diana in Kelowna. Hi, Diana. Go ahead. 
Hi. Um, Hi. I'm an old-time Surrey resident, only moved up to Kelowna a couple years ago, but I'm 64, and I enjoyed the Cloverdale Rodeo every year. I talked to the cowboys. I watched the rodeo. I didn't just go for the beer gardens and the rides. It is a great time. Those cowboys and cowgirls, they love their animals. They are part of their family, and they would not do anything to put them in harm's way. And I would encourage the people that are protesting it to actually go watch the rodeo, see what it's involved. I'd be surprised if any of them have actually taken it in or talked to anybody that's the animal owners. It's a lot of fun. It brings the community together. Thank you, Diana, for the call. Yeah, as again, someone who worked the rodeo circuit as a kid um, with cowboys, cowgirls, uh, they did love their animals. And the animals traveled with us. You know, it wasn't just us moving our games and rides along. We had to move the entire rodeo from town to town to town, which meant packing a lot of animals with us on a, on a literally overnight basis. We've got one week to go in the Alberta election. We're going to be talking about this in the next segment. We've got 30 seconds here. You got any sort of gut feeling and where how that's going in Alberta? From all accounts I've seen, all the polls, it comes down to Calgary. NDP yeah. owns Edmonton. UCP owns rural Alberta. It's going to come down to Calgary in the suburbs and potentially Lethbridge. And right now it seems to be very tight.